You are listening to Freedom Church STL. If you would like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit freedomchurchstl.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy this message. If you've been with us for the last handful of weeks, right after Easter, we started a series. And how many of you have enjoyed the series on what we believe? Come on, I need to see at least more than four hands or I'll start over and teach it all a different way. I will, I will. Ryan's got two hands up. He, that only counts as one, man. I'm just saying, we've talked about that. But it's been good, it's been helpful, it's been, it, it's been encouraging for me. I've heard from people that it's caused conversations and discussions and maybe seeing things that they thought they saw, but all of a sudden, all of a sudden getting a, a foundation to be able to stand on. And that's what I'm hoping for, right? That's what I'm hoping for. And we've been in this for like four weeks now. We've talked about the authority of God. We've talked about the authority and the revelation of his word. We've talked about that the word became flesh and the authority of his son. And then last week we talked about our response, which is through baptism and repentance. We talked about our response. Now this week we're going to kind of take a break. This week, I want to honor moms this week, if that's all right. Uh, we're actually going to jump into a word and actually deal with the greatest mom advice ever given. But next week, we're going to pick this back up. And I don't want you to miss it. I, I say this all the time. Don't miss this. I know you can listen to it later. I know you can, but don't miss this. Because next week, we're going to jump into what we believe about the person of the Holy Spirit. I don't want you to miss this. And this is, there is not a piece in this puzzle that is, that is unimportant and jumping into who the Holy Spirit is and who we, who we, not we, but what we see the Bible revealing who he is, clarifying that, understanding who we have alongside of us who we have empowering us, who we have protecting us and pointing us back. We're going to talk about him. Yeah, the person, not the feeling, not the smell, not the chills. We're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the person of the Holy Spirit, talk about what we believe about that. Is that all right? So I ask you, don't miss this next week. It's going to be good. And we've probably got about four weeks left, including next week, that we'll wrap this up. All right? So do not miss this. But today, what I want you to do is I want you to deal with, or I want you to go with me to... I have to put this in way too small font. Go to John chapter 2. And I, I just figured since it's Mother's Day, I think this would be a great time to really deal with the greatest advice, the greatest words of wisdom ever given by a mother and seeing how that applies to our life. Can we do that today? All right, so let's pray before we jump into this. Father, I thank you so much. I thank you for your word. Father, I, even before that, I thank you for community. I thank you for a community that wants and desires to come together over your word. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that we are a people that, 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 that literally crave. We don't, we don't get put off or, or, or we want it to get over with. We don't, we're not like that. We're people that just say, let's dig deeper. Let's see what it says. Let's deal with even the hard truths. Father, I'm so, so thankful I'm surrounded by that kind of community today. 
But Father, as we get into your word and we see this beautiful advice from, uh, from, from your mom right here. Father, as we see this advice that we can, we can actually apply it to our own life and we're changed because of it. Holy Spirit, deal with us today. Deal with us today. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, all right. So I want you to go to John chapter 2, starting in verse 1. Starting in verse 1, and if you know this story, this is, this is the, the story or the telling of basically Jesus' first miracle or first public miracle. And this is the turning the water into wine. How many of you know this story? Raise your hand. Good. And so let's just read through this because I, there's a passage in this and there's a portion in this that as a mom, the greatest words of wisdom that a mom could ever speak on this earth were given in this miracle. And so let's just read through this and kind of dig out some truths. And then I'm going to get, let you get to your uh, lunch buffet. And how many of you right now, how many of you are going to go try to eat out at a restaurant today? Or how many of you are going to brave the restaurants of, of Mother's Day? Look at you brave people, you. Well, then we're, we need to hold those people up so that we can get ahead of them. I'm just saying. I, I'm just, and that was strategic. I was trying to see who I had to get ahead of. All right? But John chapter 2, starting in verse 1. Let's just start reading through this. It says this. On the third day, a wedding took place in Cana in Galilee. And Jesus' mother was there. And Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. Verse 3. All of a sudden, a problem arises. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, they have no more wine. Now, as we go through this story, we're going to make it practical unto ourselves, okay? Because uh, this isn't a story that just revolves around a wedding or wine or water or a first miracle. This is Jesus. You have to see this. You, I need you to see this with me today. This is him laying the foundation of what he is getting ready to call. He is answering what I'm here to do. And so in this very first sentence, when, when Mary brings out what the problem is, we see the initial problem for all of us. And what is that? What's the problem for all of us? There is a deficiency. There is something that is lacking. Mary recognizes it. The wine has run out. What we thought we had is now gone. And so she, being the wise mother, goes to the one place, the one person that is in the situation, and says, I'm going to present the problem of deficiency to the right person that I know can take care of it. Guys, this is not a wedding problem. This is not a, a wine problem or a drinking problem or a water problem. This isn't that. This is our problem. I mean, this is our problem, right? We, uh, when the, the greatest revelation, I've said this a thousand times if I've said it once, the greatest revelation that a man can ever come to is that he's not enough. So our greatest problem is what Mary identified at the very beginning of this story. We have a deficiency. There is something that is lacking, and I don't know what to do. We don't know where to turn. We don't know what we're going to do, but I know who to go to. And so let's keep going and see what this, where this plays out. 
I love this story. I love this story. In verse 4, Jesus answers, Woman, why? Why do you involve me? Jesus replied, my, my hour has not yet come. And then I love this. as Mary... Mary doesn't look back to Jesus because she's already presented the problem of deficiency to the one that can handle it. She's already said, here's the lack, here's what's going on, and she knows I've already put it in his hands. She doesn't even look back to Jesus to answer this question. She says this, and his mother said to the servants, and I need you to highlight this, star it, uh, write it on your leg, whatever you can. This is the greatest motherly advice ever given, and it still applies today. Do whatever he tells you. Did you hear what I just said? Mary recognized deficiency. Mary recognized our lack Mary recognized the fact that we are not enough and what we thought we had had run out. And he, she presented it to the one that could be the only answer in the situation. The only answer in the situation. But then her response is this. Do whatever he says. Do whatever he tells you to do. I love this. And so I love this. I want you to see this nearby in verse 6. Because now all of a sudden we're going to kind of get into the solution of, uh, of what goes down. Nearby stood six, six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, and each one holding 20 to 30 gallons of water. And Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. So they filled them all to the brim. Now, I want to just stop right there because this is where we can almost make this story no longer practical to us. We can go, oh, I, I, I don't have water jugs. You know, maybe I've got a Yeti or, or something like that. And, and if you have a Yeti, come on now. You can buy the same thing at Walmart. It's the same thing. Come on now. I'm not judging you, but I'm kind of judging you. I'm just saying, all right? But I'm just saying, we, we could just sit there and go, well, I don't see myself in this situation. This is just a, a miracle about water to wine. No, Jesus said there are six jars here. There are six jars here. And I want to make this practical for us so that we know how to apply the greatest motherly advice ever given, which is do whatever he tells you. Because in those six jars, those six jars did not they weren't the solution. Meaning they, they, they in themselves, Jesus didn't just look around and go, oh, hey, guys, right there, you missed it. There were six more containers already filled with wine. No, he says, he goes, there, those right there, those things that you think we're not going to be able to use, I'm going to use them, but, but, but it's going to take something. And, and let's make this practical to us because I, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on these, but I, but I believe that I need you to see this. I, I need you to see how we apply that advice. Do whatever he tells you to do to our six jars. And our six jars kind of wrap around this. Our financial jars, our emotional jars, our physical jars, our spiritual jars, our mental, our intelligence, that jar, and our relational jars. Man, in all of those things, if I just broke down those six jars right now, you could sit there and look and go, I, there are deficiencies. I, I keep finding deficiencies in each one of those areas. 
I keep finding deficiencies in my emotional jar. It keeps running out. My physical jar, I keep seeing myself and looking at myself, and I see my own strength, and I see it's failing. I look at my spiritual jar, and I, I have questions, and I don't know where to turn, and I don't know what to believe. My goodness, my financial jar. How many of you have just seen financial jars? Sometimes you just look, and you're like, is there a hole in this thing? What is going on? What, what is happening, right? Right, we, we talk about our, our mental and our intelligence. Sometimes we, we think that we've got it all together. We know everything, but then our mind, our intelligence seems to fail us. And even in our relational jars, those things that come alongside of us, those, those things that we, that we have all of a sudden, man, I'll be honest with you, even in my greatest relationships, there, there can be struggles in those things. Even in my greatest relationships, it's still not enough. Listen to me. Come here, baby doll. My wife, my beautiful wife who made me a father, who gave me my three sons, even in this relationship, even if I, if I put all my stock into this relationship, it still somehow doesn't fulfill. They're still seemingly like, well, that can't be enough. It, it's a letdown. Sorry, I just wanted you to be close to me. You wanted to say a letdown? No, 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 you're not a letdown. <laughs> we'll talk later. I'll, I'll buy you something nice. <laughs> I did, I did. We got Cardinals tickets, so she's all excited. So she's very, very happy about that. But I want you to see this. Because Mary says, and she gives us the advice, do whatever he tells you. But the reality of it is, and I'm just trying to prepare you for this, is that when we bring him these jars of lack, or we have these jars that we find deficiency in them, I'm trying to prepare you that the only way to get to the solution of the matter is going to take obedience to doing what he says. And what I love about this is that the jars weren't already filled. You follow me on this? They had to fill them with water. And never in this story did Jesus say, hey guys, go get those jars. There's a deficiency. I'm going to have you fill them and then I'm going to turn that water into wine. He didn't say that. He just said, do this. And Mary's advice is ringing in their ears. Do whatever he tells you to do. Do whatever he tells you to do. Because the reality of it is this, guys. And this is what I'm trying to protect us from. And this is where that advice comes so strong. The reality of it is, most of the time where he is going to tell you when you bring him a jar, that emotional jar, or you bring that spiritual jar and you say, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. He might give you instructions that don't make sense. He might give you instructions that completely, that, that are going to have enough time involved. Have you ever filled 20 gallons of water up with something? I mean, that takes a bit of time. Do you realize there had to be time in that experience with those guys filling six jars up, 30 gallons of water? There had to be a moment at any time where they could have just gone, this is stupid. This makes no sense. We're putting water we're out of wine. We're not out of water. We obviously have plenty of water. But I keep putting water in. He told me to fill these things up. And at any moment, they could have just looked at him and said, this is stupid. We're not doing this. Let's figure out another solution. But that 
That advice is ringing in their ears, ringing in their ears. Do whatever he tells you to do. The solution might seem silly, but the solution will require obedience. And it's possible in the midst of your obedience, it's just possible that you might look at what you are doing and question the very thing he's told you to do because it looks silly and it looks opposite of getting you to where you want to go. Are you following me on this? I mean, my goodness, I mean, I mean, how, I mean, I could just go through each one of these. I, I could look at this and I could just say, I, I could look at our, our emotional jar when we're lacking and the word of God, the word becomes flesh, says this to us. Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Man, that seems opposite. If I got something that I'm anxious about, I want to be doing and, and working and angling and, and, and doing something about it. And, and, God, and Jesus, the Word of God, the Word becomes flesh, looks at us and says, the solution is going to seem crazy. But I need you to chill out. I need you to just put those things in my hands. I need you to trust me. And I need you to allow my spirit to work on your mind and renew you. And I'll tell you something, I've been through that. I've been through those moments. And, and in the middle of those things, I'm a doer. I have to be doing something. And I have to be honest with you. When I'm stressed about something, I want to be doing something. And when he tells me, chill out, don't be anxious, just present this in prayer, I look at him and go, there's got to be something else, man. There's got to be more than just putting water in this jug. I got a problem here. We're out of wine. What are we doing here? I'm putting water in a jug here, man. And he's like, chill out. The solution requires obedience. Do whatever he tells you to do. I love this. I love even in our, our, our mental our mental and our intelligent jar. It says in Romans chapter 12, it says, do not conform anymore to the pattern of the world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. But Father, I want to chase down the, my truth and I want to chase down my things and, and my wisdom and all these things. And he's saying, no, don't conform to that pattern. The solution isn't chasing those things down. The solution is, is, don't, is actually removing what you think you know and conforming to a new pattern that I've laid out. How many of you ever done that? How many ever, the, it seems like the flow to the solution. Everybody's going this way, and then he says, I want you to do it this way, and it seems polar opposite. And you're like, seriously? This makes no sense. But Mary's words ring in our ear. Do whatever he tells you to do. I love this in our relational jar. In Matthew 23, Jesus would says this, the greatest among you will be your servant. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Guys, sometimes the greatest solution is the opposite of what we think. But Father, wait a second. Uh, they, they don't deserve for me to be a servant to them. My wife hasn't treated me the way she should. Why should I serve her? I should just be able to demand from her and tell her, you need to respect me. 
And he says, no, humble yourself and serve her. If you want to get to the solution here, then we're going to do things that are going to seem opposite of what you think is the right way to do this. What I'm trying to prepare you and what Mary was trying to prepare, I love this. Mary saw, I love the fact that Mary didn't tell Jesus how to do it, what needed to be done. She just looked at the guys and said, I don't know what he's going to say, but do whatever he tells you to do. Even if it seems opposite of what you think the right way it should be done. Do whatever he tells you to do. Guys, I'm trying to protect us with the words of a great mom. I'm trying to protect us and, and so that we can see when, when we have those deficiencies like we see in this wedding, when we have those deficiencies in our jars, our emotional, our finances, our, our, our physical jars are failing and it's like they have holes in them. And we finally, like Mary, we see Jesus and we go, I'm going to take it to the one person that I know. Be prepared that he might look at you and say, this isn't going to make sense, but I need you to be obedient. But I want to give you some confidence, right? You know, before when we were worshiping and we were saying, we were saying, my goodness, I have no confidence in myself, but if I, I, I have confidence in Christ, I want you to understand and I want you to see the confidence of the one that you follow after because I want you to see this. Go back, go back to John. I love this. In verse 8. So in verse 7, Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. But then he says this, and then he told them, now draw some out and take it directly to the master of the banquet. Why is that a big deal? Why is that a big deal? Well, I'll tell you why. Because remember how we were talking about, Father, my confidence is found in you. You've never failed. The guy that we follow after here, when he did this first miracle, I need you to see this in a practical sense here. He had them fill the water up. The jars are sitting there. They're probably in a back room somewhere, right? I've seen it on The Chosen. It's exactly how it went down, right? Right, they're in a back room, right? And they're filling up these jars. So the wedding party doesn't even know what's going down. You know what he could have done? Okay, is the water filled up? Okay, cool. Uh, somebody check it. Somebody just, just check it. Before we take it out to anybody, just, let's just check it. Let's just see if this worked, right? I mean, he could have just said, let's all just get a cup, see if it worked out, see if we're there yet, see if it needs to rest a little bit more. But no, his confidence was this. If you've been obedient to the solution that I've given you, if you've been obedient to the steps that I've given you, then I don't even need to test this. We, we'll test this in public. We'll take it right out. I'm so confident in what I've told you to do. I'm so confident in your obedience to do. I'm so confident in the fact that you've been obedient doing what I've told you to do that we don't even need to test this behind closed doors. Take it straight to them. No, 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 take it straight. No, 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 we're not testing it here, guys. No, we're not lining up drink shot. No, we're not doing that. We're going to take it straight out there. Take it straight to the guy. I'm not, I'm not worried about this. I, you brought me a deficiency. You brought me lack. I gave you steps. You were obedient to those steps. This is how confident I am. This will be the solution to the problem. Take it to the guy. Take it to the guy. And they took it right out to him, and he tasted it, and what did he do? Oh, man. Man, this is the good stuff, right? This is the good stuff. Right. 
Because the obedience, when we follow after him, he's not leading us to things that kind of work, should have worked, maybe worked. No, he is leading us to life. He is leading it to the opposite of our deficiency and the opposite of our lack. He is saying, I'm not only going to be the answer to your deficiency, I am going to be more than enough. I am going to be life and life more abundantly. Are you following me on this? Guys, this is, this is it. But it all starts, where did it all start? Did it just show up? Did Jesus just walk in the back room and say, oh, we're out of wine, get the jars, everything like that? No, we, we have to see the whole picture here. Mary was like, do what? We don't get to the guy tasting unless they did whatever he told them to do. Down to the filling it to the, if he told me to fill, you know what, this seems insane, but if that guy told me to fill these jars up, I'm filling it to the brim. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna come up short. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stop halfway. I'm filling, I'm gonna be obedient to the end because I know the solution is there. My goodness, what a first miracle. The recognizing of the lack of man, the creative power of the creator of the universe showing us I'm the answer to your deficiency and the greatest advice ever given by a mother, do whatever he tells you to do. Boy, I hope that rings in our ears. Man, I hope that rings in our ears because it's not if, it's when. It's not if, it's not maybe you're going to find deficiency in those buckets and those jars. It's just when. But it's recognizing who's in the middle of this that can fill those things, and then being obedient to whatever he tells me to do to see the solution that's more than enough. Are you guys hearing me today? Uh, I, just, I, I just wanted to land on this today. I think it's, it's good for us to be reminded that in the midst of talking about what we believe, that God is still dealing with us. Because even in the midst of, of talking about what we believe, God is stirring things up and he's telling people, I need you to walk this way. I need you to go this way. And I, I want to encourage us, like Mary said, do, do whatever he tells you to do. And what he's telling Don to do and what he's telling me to do and he's telling Sonia to do or Cruiser to do or Eric to do is going to be different because he's calling us in different directions, but it's all pointing to life. Be obedient. Be obedient. He's not worried about testing what he's told you to do in public because it's going to be good. It's going to be so good. Man, I hope this makes sense to us today. Let me do this. I want to just pray for us. And then I'm going to send you out into the wolf pack of, of Mother's Day restaurants. I want to just pray for us. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you that everybody in this room has an understanding and a reality check of their lack and their deficiencies. Father, let our confidence fall, as we said earlier. But let this, this type of advice ring in our head. That if we just be obedient to do whatever you tell us to do, even when it seems opposite, that the solution that's more than enough will be there. And so, Father, we will be faithful to that. 
Holy Spirit, I ask that you let these words, like a mother's voice, ring, just like we hear our own moms, our own moms' voices as we're doing something. And mom's just like, I wouldn't do that. Or we can just literally hear that. Or, you know, wash your hands. We can hear all those things. We can hear that rolling around our head. Holy Spirit, let these words of Mary just kind of ring and wash over us. Do whatever he tells you. The solution is there. Father, I thank you for it. And let us be obedient to it and see your goodness. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Thanks for joining us. If you would like prayer, you can text Freedom Prayer to 94000 and send us your prayer request. And don't forget to find us on social media at Freedom Church STL. You can also find more info on our website at freedomchurchstl.com.